Welcome to episode 7 of Radiant Professional Services podcast, Radiant Cast. I'm your host, George Brockman, and I'm glad to have you tuning in to, for today's episode. Radiant Professional Services, or RPS, is a leadership development and process improvement training company passionate about helping business leaders and businesses perform at their best while getting real value out of their work life. On Radiant Cast, we look to explore business issues and topics to make for better business. On today's episode, we're going to be exploring the job description. You will find a wide range of interpretations of what a job description should look like. From the companies that have a rigid and formal interpretation, to those that have not even gotten around to defining them at all. Those are typically the smaller companies that have gotten grown over time and not felt the need to backfill that information. In some rare cases, you'll even find the company that will forbid the idea strategically to encourage the empowered employee to make their own job description. There are many different thoughts on this, but today we will look at what RPS recommends for an alternative. Well, actually a prerequisite to the job description that will give the empowering freedom the more modern advocates will argue for while providing some boundaries that would satisfy the tr traditionalists out there. The RPS management philosophy is a balanced approach that encourages leaders and employees to keep an open mind but not so open that you leak like the screen window on a submarine. You simply should have a good, solid balance. But first, a caveat. In some regions of the United States, and even around the world, and in some job categories in specific, this would not be an acceptable alternative. That problem will be explored as well, and we'll look at some alternatives. So, what is the RPS alternative to the job description that the employee is given when he or she first starts work. Their traditional job description usually looks something like this. A job title comes first, usually in bold. Sometimes with a grade number and probably even a department. A descriptive list of responsibilities that enumerates the expectations. Must be able to complete this, must be able to do that. Sometimes you'll even see the list of physical capabilities to comply with fair hiring standards. These may be, must be able to lift so many pounds, must be able to stand or sit for long periods of time, or must be able to pass a language competency exam. Something along those lines. Here are the things, the mental and physical abilities that you have to have. Finally, you may even have the hiring standards that include things like valid driver's license, must pass a criminal background check, or bachelor's degree is required. Does this sound like something your organization has? I would certainly recommend many of these elements. Some of them have evolved from defensive measures to avoid legal hiring mistakes, and they can protect both the employee and the employer when done correctly. But let's look at these and what RPS believes is missing. The first thing each employee should read in their job description is a reiteration of the company's description. Some may call it the mission statement, and that's not a bad idea but it must be something that describes the company's purpose. Why? It gives context. Your job and my job, everyone from the CEO down, is working for the same purpose. To sell better books, to provide better health care, to be a better nursing home, or to remove garbage from the streets. Whatever the business is in the business to do, that is what should be first on the employee's job description. Second, the job purpose. 
This is not the list of responsibilities that read like a checklist for a performance criteria, but it is a reiteration of why the company needs to fill that position. I was talking with an employee of a company, one who was describing a conflict with someone in a maintenance position. As they started to discuss a certain problem, the maintenance person whipped out his job description and immediately pointed to that list of responsibilities. He read each element like it was a legal contract that was not going to budge. In a way, he was right because his description was written that way. What was telling was he had it with him. He was actually ready for this conversation. Now let's imagine a job purpose first. In this case, perhaps his purpose would be to provide a safe and pleasant environment by properly maintaining the facilities. Now both he and his work counterpart can step back and negotiate and can be more creative. How can we accomplish the purpose, which is much more productive than saying, how can we make him do his responsibilities? And the good news is, he is now empowered to be creative. Maybe there's something he needs from the other parties in order for him to be successful, and he's now constructively thinking along those lines. Or maybe he has a better way to do things. It was funny, I was working for a company a few years ago and we had offered a solution that would make doing expense reports considerably simpler and streamline the process and actually help employees get reimbursed for their expenses much quicker at a significant cost savings to the employer. But here was the problem. They were afraid of upsetting the employees because job descriptions had been written in such a way that they would have to go back and revisit all those job descriptions. So the company was not able to save money because they were held hostage. Ultimately, the employee and the employer lost out on a huge cost savings when they could have both had a win-win opportunity. Now, this may sound risky to some employees. Um, but wait, you can make my job description whatever you want it to be? Um, that may be so, but just as likely the employee has the freedom to suggest improvements that could increase their effectiveness. And what you end up doing is protecting the employee from painting themselves into a job that could eventually become obsolete. By keeping the job description more living and aligned with the purpose, you protect them from getting stuck doing something that eventually could be made obsolete. In the long term, is strategically advantageous for the employee and the employer. A client company manager once told me they were working hard to get employees to clock in on time every day. Each employee must clock in by 8 a.m. and they had established a set of penalties and performance metrics. But is that what the employer really wanted? No! The employer really wanted that employee to be ready to answer the phone and serve the customer at 8 a.m. And all you have guaranteed with the originals was that you had them crossing the office threshold on time. You had given them an incomplete requirement and missed the purpose altogether. By putting the purpose first, then any future requirements become derived and testable against the original purpose. So then, and only then, should you add the remaining pieces. But as you add to each element, also ask these two questions. 
Does this fall in line with the preceding section? And does this prevent creative alternatives for the manager or the employee to explore that could improve on a position? So where would this not work and why? Alabama, where this podcast is recorded, is a right-to-work state, meaning unions are not as prevalent as in other areas. I'm not condemning unions. I'm just simply saying, in some areas where unions have a stronger presence and where those categories are more carefully managed by union organizations, this may not be an option. I will leave it to the labor lawyers and negotiators to settle. For the rest of you, go for it. Now you have a better idea of how to give the team members in your organization a more meaningful job description. First, place it in the context of the company's description, then clarify the purpose behind the position. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode and learned something new. If you have any thoughts or questions about the business topics, we would love to hear from you. You can reach us on the web at www.radproserve.com, by email at george at radproserve.com. You can even sign up on our website for our newsletter. Businesses run on people. At Ready Professional Services, we help managers and leaders explore business issues and topics that make for better business. We have found better leadership leads to better business, better business to better life. Let us show you a better way to work.